the darkness at thy speaking it was done. Welcome to sermons from Zion Lutheran Church of Gwinner, North Dakota. Zion Lutheran Church is committed to the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the sixth chapter. Jesus said, Be merciful, even as your Father is merciful. Judge not, and you will not be judged. Condemn not, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. He also told them a parable. Can a blind man lead a blind man? Will they not both fall into a pit? A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone, when he is fully trained, will be like his teacher. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me take out the speck that is in your eye, when you yourself do not see the log that is in your own eye? You hypocrite! First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take out the speck that is in your brother's eye. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. My friends, in today's gospel reading, Jesus is really giving us an alternative to that golden rule. Yes, that golden rule. He is not just saying to us, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Instead, yes, instead, he is taking the golden rule to a different level. He is making it a 2.0, as they say. Listen carefully as I read again what he says. Do unto others as you would have your heavenly Father, yes, your heavenly Father, do unto you. In other words, do you want God not to judge and condemn you? Then don't be judging and condemning others. Do you want God to forgive you of your sins and give you the bounty of his riches? Then let go of those grudges and put that stinginess far from you. You see, today's gospel reading is not hard to understand. Jesus lays it out pretty clear for us to see. But even though he lays it out very, very clear for us to see this morning, there's something inside of each and every one of us that does not like what Jesus has to say. We actually balk at the words of Christ. We resist those, and we find ourselves at a grudge with Christ and his word. Indeed, there's something about us that does not like to let go of old wounds. We like to replay those times when we have been hurt in our mind over and over and over and examine them from every single angle. And by doing that, we actually fan the flames of resentment. And we keep that bitterness burning within our heart. Yes, there's something inside each and every one of us that actually likes to judge others, and it actually likes to condemn those around us. And my friends, that's something, that's something inside of us, is that old Adam. It is that part of our nature that is sinful and rotten to the core. But why does this old Adam like to judge and condemn others? 
I'm not talking, though, about judging that discerns sin in a person's life, sin that should be pointed out in love, but rather I'm talking about a judgment, yes, a judgment of others that destroys and seeks to devour and to ruin them. In other words, I'm not talking about judging and discerning sin to redeem a person from a wrong, but a loveless judging that is meant to enact vengeance upon someone for a wrong. So why does the old Adam, this sinful nature in all of us, yes, why does this old Adam resort to this loveless, destructive judging? It's actually because the old Adam is all about pride. Yes, this old Adam is all about pride. It is all about me, myself, and I, that unholy trinity. The old Adam thinks more about himself than he should. Indeed, the old Adam has a way of building himself up by pointing out and condemning and gossiping and slandering the failings and sins of others. You see, if we can point out other people's sins, yes, if we can look at our neighbor, we can identify their sin, and we can point it out and call it out in our minds then we're able to mock them behind their backs. We're able to gossip about them, able to whisper that slander into our other friends' ears about them. Now, not only does this make us feel like we are better than them, but it also puts these other people underneath our thumb, under our control, or so we think. And why does the old Adam want to hold on to grudges and refuses to let go of the wrongs that we have suffered by others, those wounds that attack us, those times when we have been hurt deeply by those we thought that loved us? Well, the answer is this. Our sinful nature, that old Adam, believes that if you do not look out for number one, then nobody else will. The old Adam whispers to us, it's all about you. You must take care of yourself. You must hold on to those wounds. You must hold on to those grudges to protect yourself. The old Adam does not want us to be just doormats, to be walked all over for other people to wipe their feet upon. And the old Adam does not trust that vengeance is the Lord's and that the Lord will repay those for their good due. The old Adam wants to be the prosecutor, my friends, and the judge and also the jury of other people's sins. Then there's that other part. Why is our old Adam so stingy? The answer is because our sinful nature does not trust the Father to provide for our every need. Indeed, our sinful nature does not and cannot pray, Thy Lord God, give us our daily bread. The sinful nature does not trust this and thinks that it is all up to us and our hard work. We fail to realize that all that we have is one big good gift from God, and tragically, we rather believe that all that we have is due to solely our own work and our own might and that all that we have earned. And so we hold tightly. We hold tightly to that which we have gotten a hold of with stingy, tight-fisted hands holding on to our property and our goods as an accomplishment of our own wills. Now, does this old Adam sound familiar? Does this sinful nature ring a bell with you and me? All of this should be very familiar to us. We should all know this old Adam and this sinful nature very, very well. And the reason why, this old Adam is alive inside of each and every single one of you and me, myself. This old Adam clings to us. This old Adam is around our neck. This old Adam permeates all that we are. 
and poisons and taints all of us in sin. This sinful nature, though, we have to keep in mind, does not trust the gospel, does not admire the Lord's Ten Commandments, and this sinful nature wants to rule and control you. The sinful nature wants to be your master and commander, and this sinful nature wants to keep us cozy in this muck and poison of sin. But contrary, my friends, contrary to what the devil and the old Adam might whisper into your ears, there is good news. Yes, contrary to what the devil lies to you and me, contrary to what the old Adam actually conjures up in you, contrary to what the world says, there is good news of the gospel, and that good news is that you have been claimed by another. We have been marked with the sign of the cross, and we belong to the new Adam. Yes, the new Adam, which is the Lord Jesus Christ, who has been what? Crucified, died, buried, and resurrected all for us. Yes, you and I are baptized into Christ. Jesus' life has been given to you and to me so that we might live as one of his own. We belong to the Lord, not to sin, not to death, not to the devil, and not to the old Adam. We belong to Christ. Now, dear baptized saints, even though this might sound too good to be true, stop and think for a moment. Think of the Lord and what he has done. Did he come into this world to judge and condemn? Yes, did he come into this world to judge and condemn? Did he come to bring this wrath upon us? No, he did not. In his first advent, in his birth, in that manger, some 2,000 years ago, he came for the sole purpose to rescue you and me and this world. He came for those who were already judged and condemned by the law. He came not to be served, but to ransom mankind who stands guilty underneath the law. Yes, he came to redeem those worthy of death. God did not send his son into the world, into human flesh, to condemn the world, but rather that the world might be saved through him. We hear that in the Gospel of John. Yes, baptized saints, did Jesus come to humanity some 2,000 years ago to pay us back for our rebellion and distrust of God? No, he did not. That is the good news of the gospel that we hear in the midst of the world, that we hear in the midst of our old Adam whispering lies to us. That is the good news that we hear in spite of what the devil says to us, that Jesus did not come to condemn, but he came to save He came to rescue us from our sins by taking them upon himself and enduring that weight of his Father's judgment as he hung on that tree, as he hung on that cross for you and for me. And from that cross, Jesus cried out, Father, forgive. Father, forgive is the cry of Jesus' life. Father, forgive is the message of that cross for you and for me. And all who take shelter under Jesus' cross in faith, are just that, forgiven. His cross is like a great shield that protects us from the wrath of God. And in his cross, and in your baptisms, you are forgiven. And unlike the old Adam, with his distrust of God, our Lord Jesus Christ accomplished everything by trusting his Father, and the Father was not disappointed in Jesus' trust. Jesus, who had not judged and not condemned, but had forgiven and given everything, 
even to the point of laying down his life, was raised on that third day and seated at the right hand of the Father for all of eternity. And this same life, and this is the great news, that same life of Christ, that resurrection, that promise of eternal life, that same life is given to you. It's given to you in your baptisms. Yes, in baptism, you are given forgiveness, life, and salvation completely, 100% for each and every one of you. Furthermore, in those baptisms, the Lord calls us to drown that old Adam and that old Adam's distrust of God. Yes, we're called to daily, yes, daily drown that old Adam in repentance of our sins, confessing that we have logs in our own eyes, logs of pride, logs of resentment, stinginess, and distrust. You see, the old Adam clings to us. This old Adam, the sinful nature, clings to us around our necks every single day, which means that the old Adam must die daily. Indeed, the end of the old Adam is not moral advancement or holy progress, but quite the contrary, the end of the old Adam is death. Indeed, the end of the old Adam is death. The old Adam dies in our baptism and daily dies in our repentance and faith as we are returned daily to our identity as baptized saints. So what does all this mean for us? You see, when we confess our sins here in this church at the beginning of each service, when we confess our sins to God and receive his holy absolution, the old Adam not only drowns, but we are also taking the log out of our own eyes so that we can finally be of some use to our neighbors. So dear friends, when you truly see yourself as a sinner, as a prisoner who has been condemned justly and sitting on death row, but who has now been given an undeserved pardon and absolution, then you are forgiven, then you are indeed a forgiven sinner who can freely love your neighbor. Only forgiven people, yes, only forgiven people can truly forgive, and only loved people can truly love. We love because he first loved us. So today, and every Sunday, Christ continues to give to us in his word, in baptism, and in his holy supper, and in that confession and absolution he gives to us. Indeed, the Lord, he actually pours into us more of his life than we can actually hold. He pours this grace upon us into our ears, into our mouths, into our minds, and our souls to let us know that we are indeed forgiven for Christ's sake, that we are indeed redeemed. And in all these wonderful ways, he reaches out and he gives to us his forgiveness for all of our sins in his promise and seals this forgiveness to us with his own body and blood. Dear baptized saints, as baptized saints of Zion Lutheran Church, you have all received good things from our Lord and the rich forgiveness that he gives to us. Walk not in the pride and grudges of the old Adam, for you do not belong to darkness. You belong to light. Leave this church this day, not in the name of your old Adam, but leave this day in the name of Jesus. Leave today knowing that Jesus has given mercy, mercy from the Father to each and every one of you. Leave this day being strengthened in faith towards God and love towards your neighbor. For indeed, Christ has loved you. He has forgiven you. 
and has forgiven and loved people, you are then set free to forgive and love those around you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormattrichard.org or visit Zion Lutheran Church's website at www.zionwinner.org. The Lord bless and keep you.